What's the vibe? It's Ray with the East, also with a five, and you are now tuned in to the pod, episode eight. This is the Q&A edition, part one. I want to thank everybody for submitting their questions. I had a good number of questions that I had to go through and try and pick. So much so that I ended up enlisting my daughter, Chastity, to help me out with it all. So we went through the questions and we picked out 10 questions for this episode. And I even brought her or I even convinced her to come on and actually ask me the questions on the pod. So it's not super weird. So thank you, Tiki. (laughs) So I'm going to have my daughter actually asking me and randomizing the questions. And then I'm going to answer them to the best of my ability. I didn't uh, like write them down or try and answer them early and try to figure them out. I just wanted to keep it like super fresh and just kind of freestyle it. And um just give y'all the best raw answers that I can straightforward. So uh-huh. without further ado, Chastity, what's question number one? <laughs> as an artist, what is the next project you are planning to release as a fan? Are we expecting another different side of Ray Sosa? Um yeah I'm I'm definitely planning on releasing another project. Um I'm writing, I'm in a writing phase right now. I'm doing something different where I just want to like write the entire project before I record it. And I also want to record it with minimal time in between um, sessions. So I'm actually trying to write a full project and record it either in one session, like record it all in one day or maybe two two sessions. But um, yeah, and what to expect, it's going to be night and day in comparison to E5. It's going to be more thoughtful, more lyric based. And I'm thinking about like soul samples. I want it to be like super vibey, chill, and just kind of like make people really think and and tackle people's emotions. So that's where I'm at when it comes to Ray Sosa and my next project. What else you got for me? <laughs> Did you ever imagine your life would be the way it is now? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. I didn't think my life would be nearly where it is right now. I also, I'm not going to lie, there was a point in my life where I thought that I would be a lot further or bigger and and better than I am right now. Because, like, when you're a young kid, you got this crazy imagination. You're like, I'm going to be famous. I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to be rich. And then by the time life really started to weather me, I started to realize that I I was being, that I was stuck in a cycle. And then, um, so I got to the point to thinking that I could, achieve anything and I can do anything in the world to realizing that it was all a lie and it's actually hard out here. (laughs) So um, being where I'm at right now, coming from where I come from and having having to endure everything that I've endured, I'm like, it's I'm I'm super grateful and I'm I'm happy because life could have went crazy for me if I could have been so many other places. I could have been dead in jail. I could have been stuck in in the Bronx and really not have done anything for myself so me being as successful as i am and being able to do the things that i love and being able to raise my children and give them a better life than i have right now that's like i'm i'm blessed i'm happy so what's next if there's one lesson you could pass on to the next generation what would it be that's a hard question but i'm gonna take the next generation um as my children probably because I think the biggest effect that I have is on my kids and I think that that lesson would be knowledge wisdom and understanding I don't want my kids to have knowledge itself and I want them to be wise and I want them to have grow the the empathy to understand things I like I think it's super 
it's super important for us to know who we are. And I think that most of the hardships that I've gone through in life was when I was struggling because I didn't know who I was. So I would make the future, I would tell the future generation that what everybody else thinks, what everybody else doing, that doesn't matter. It's all about yourself. Like really get to know yourself, sit down with yourself, think and learn to love yourself, appreciate yourself. Even if you, and none of my kids is this, but even if you're just a, a ugly little boy, <laughs> you're overweight, you're fat, you're, you have acne, you have all of these things wrong with you, you're special in your own regard. And until you learn to love yourself, you can't expect to ex expect love from others. Until you educate yourself and you become, you know, as intellectual as possible, life is going to be really hard. Because the only thing that they can't take from you is what you know. So I would just ask them to be thirsty for knowledge and never stop learning and always remain uncomfortable. Never get too comfortable in life. And that, that's probably a terrible answer, but that's what I got right now. <laughs> <laughs> what do men look for when looking for the right lady? I don't know. I can't speak for all men, but me personally, I think that men should have standards that the same standards that are held upon us, we should kind of hold upon the opposite sex. We're expected to have good jobs, uh, have our own houses, our own cars and don't cheat, be honest, do this like good credit. Like there's so much that's expected of us. And I think that and um, in a woman, I would like for them, of course, I need to be attracted to them physically, but they, they would have to really stimulate my mind. Like mentally, you have to stimulate me. And that would require you to be intellectual yourself, like have your own views on life, have have like just being you and being true to who you are and just being somebody that I can learn from and that I can like respect like their mentals and just kind of like are just like genuine people that really, you know, have the well-being of other people ahead of their own like just so much like i just want a woman that can really hold her own but also she kind of knows her pl her place in our dynamic like i'm a man you're a woman mm -hmm. and whatever that means to the outside it doesn't matter whatever it means in between me and you that's where it is and i don't want a woman that could bring something to the table i want a woman that can bring her own table and we can put our tables together mm -hmm. and fucking have a feast right like build our own empires like build our own foundation create generational wealth create financial literacy like just really change the fucking change the the world and the dy dynamic of the our children like after us and that's also like i'm pretty <laughs> going too far in that too but yeah you have to be beautiful intellectual and you have to just just be a good person that's it mm -hmm. What was a moment in life that helped you define who you are now? I would say joining the military. I thought about fatherhood first because I think that's a double answer because fatherhood really made me have to grow up fast and realize that I wasn't doing it for myself. You know what I'm saying? So it really changed my life because now I'm not going about life just thinking about me and what I need and and everything that I want. The moment that I brought you into the world, <laughs> my first daughter, Chastity's 18 years old. She's my first daughter. I had her when I was 17 years old. So the moment that you came into this world, I was 17 years old, but I had to be a man. 
And I had to realize that all of that bullshit that I was doing, all of that, you know, having, having this huge imagination and thinking that the world was my oyster. It's like, no, nigga, you, you got to drop out of school. You got to get a job. You got to make sure that that little girl has everything she needs, that she's fucking clothed, fed, has a roof over her head. And then she's given what you never had, which was a father. So that being a father um, changed my life. But joining the military really pushed it a lot further because I was able to fucking see things that I'd never seen before. It made me it made me really grow up and learn discipline and learn that it's not all about me. I think that we grow up taking ourselves really seriously and feeling like, you know, for the religious people, we're God's gift to the world. You know, like we're hot shit. Everybody should bow down to us. But I realized that we're just like a fucking raindrop in the ocean. Like we're insignificant in the grand scheme of things. And that us coming us coming to the, together and fighting for a cause greater than ourselves, that shit taught me a lesson that I can't I can't unlearn. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And what was the question again? Because <laughs> I think that being in the reason why I chose being in the military, too, is like I think going to Afghanistan is one of the biggest things that changed my life. What was it? What was a moment in life that helped define who you are now? OK, then I think I answered the question. We'll keep it moving. <laughs> what was your most memorable memory while serving in the military? Oh, you see, I knew I was, I was thinking about Afghanistan because I'm going to say it's going to be in 2012 being deployed to Afghanistan. And I asked for it myself. Like I didn't. Um, I did my four years and I was ready to get out the military and I actually volunteered for longer just so that I can go fight for my country. And I'm glad that I did because. <clears throat> that that was when I was like I was 25 years old I was 24 25 and um I joined that the the army when I was 21 so I still was kind of immature and young but by the time I got to Afghanistan and just living every day scared that you you can possibly not come back home and then even uh -huh. the stuff that I saw and like having that experience of like being like having pretty much nearly being blown up and just thinking like yo like my life could have ended and it didn't and back then i was you know still religious so i was like fuck that i need to get closer to god because god is the reason that i'm alive and i began to read i read the bible and that's when i actually realized that you know our life is actually in our own hands and i became an atheist and i found knowledge itself so Finding knowledge itself is what really, really propelled me. I grew up super fast. I started to take everything seriously. The moment that I realized that there's no such thing as a Jesus take the wheel moment, that you have to keep your hands on that wheel. You have to fucking make things happen for yourself. Nobody could do it for you. And you can't sit back and wait for somebody to fucking save you. That was the moment that I took my life to the next gear. Within the next few months, I made sergeant. It took me like a year. It took me like a year or two later to become a staff sergeant. A couple years later, I became a warrant officer. Like once I realized that my life was in my hands and I wasn't going to be able to do anything or get anything from anybody that, you know, I can probably imagine. Man, I fucking hit that ground running. And <laughs> if I was never in Afghanistan and learned that, learn that and also learn the camaraderie, like 
my brothers and sisters to my right and my left, the people who became my family when no family was around, it made me believe in man. You know what I'm saying? We're all out here believing in some shit that we've never seen in our life or felt or like nothing. And we forget that the people to the left and right of us, we're so untrust, untrustful, you know? Like we don't trust anybody. We treat human beings like they got the ick, <laughs> whatever the fuck y'all say. But when I was down there, the only people that I had were those strangers, mind you, to my left and my right that were there fighting for the same cause, a cause bigger than us all. And we had people that would fucking, we would die for one another. We grew that camaraderie. We grew that love for each other, you know? Friends are the family you choose. And when you got battle buddies, when you got soldiers to your left and your right holding you down, that's beyond that, <laughs> you know? Blood couldn't make you any thicker. <clears throat> but yeah, so I say that was it. If there was one thing you could change from your past, what would it be? Hmm. The old me would have had an answer for that. It would have been like, I would have never did this when I was 13 years old. I would have had an answer that for that back then. But right now, where my life is, I'm actually happy. Things aren't perfect. You know, there's definitely areas in my life that can that can be better. But that's cool for me because I'm somewhere in life that I never thought I would be. And I have I need for nothing. I got my kids. They're fucking growing and I'm able to be a part of their life and be a father to them and raise them and give them give them a lot more than I've ever gotten. So I, and then what also makes me say that I would change nothing is because. Any little thing that I change would alter my entire life. So the things that I hold dear to me today, I wouldn't have. I can change one little thing. And now one of the reasons that I live and work hard every single day, which is one of my kids, potentially one of y'all won't be here. So if that just for me to fucking change my life and have the best life in the world, if that means that I can't have one of y'all, then I don't want it. I will live that same life over and over and over again just so I can make sure I got you little motherfuckers still. <laughs> you know what I mean? What's your right. What's your opinion on women who abuse child support for themselves? Um <clears throat> the word abuse makes me say I don't like it, right? But um if that woman, I think it depends on how that kid is living. So if that woman is working hard, busting her ass and providing everything that she makes from working hard on the child and then you pay your child support and then she sees that as, well, now I can use this on myself. I have no problem with that because if she's putting a roof over your kid's head, food in their belly, doing everything on her own regard, because nine times out of 10, the child support is not enough. To, to really do everything. So I feel like if a woman takes that child support and pays the light bill, I like it. Puts it towards the rent, I like it. Puts food in the fridge, I like it even more. Like all of that stuff is great, but that's if she can't provide it herself. But if she's a woman that can provide all of that just fine, and then she gets your check and she says, I actually just wanna use this on me because I've already provided a full healthy life for the child. Then I'm all for it. I don't care where the where the money goes, because 
it's going to a good cause. You know what I'm saying? Because she already provided all of that. But if you out here living like a bum, you got a mattress on the floor. My kid ain't got a proper place to sleep. My kid probably don't got a proper meal every day. And you taking that little bit of money and you trying to buy yourself a little outfit for the club. Like, that's fucked up, you know? And I think dad's rights, dad's rights need to be look, looked into. I was talking to you about that earlier. Dads don't get enough credit, for real. Like, And I said it on episode one when I was like, <clears throat> the dynamic between mothers and fathers and how mothers are treated in... in in respect to fathers and shit, that shit is all fucked up because there's dads out here really fucking making a difference. So, yeah, that's my answer for that. Do you believe in giving second chances when it comes to relationships and or friendships and why? Um, I'm going to say that it depends on the circumstances, but I'm gearing toward yes. I do believe in second chances. I think that we learn so much in life and we learn at different stages. So this person might have wronged you, but maybe at that time in there, they wasn't at a point in their life where they can, where they understood what they was doing. You know, like people genuinely make mistakes. And for me, there's like no mistakes, just lessons learned. So you learned a lesson from it. They learned a lesson from it and you can bring them back in. And now it's up to you to kind of gauge how that relationship goes. Like if they, now, if they just prove you wrong again, then cool. I just don't believe in harnessing and harboring negative emotions and hate for people because then it just take they just take up too much of your too much real estate in your mind. I think that you either gonna give them a second chance and be in their life or you can give them a second chance and be cordial with them and just never have that same dynamic y'all had before. But yeah, I think if people are genuinely apologetic and they've shown growth and they've learned that you should absolutely give them a second chance. I think that, you know, I've had soldiers in the military that fucked up and the ones that were able to get a second chance, they fucking changed that shit up and went from zero to 100 real quick. I'm a prime example of it. Like. If I didn't have my leaders giving me a second chance when I was a young knucklehead, private, straight from the Bronx, and thinking that, you know, like, I could just do <laughs> do whatever the fuck I want, talk to people however the fuck I want, I wouldn't have been Chief Sosa at the end of my career um, mentoring and guiding sergeants and, so and soldiers, getting saluted. Went from a fucking knucklehead to making it far enough to where now I'm a fucking leader and people are saluting me and that was all due to a second chance you know what i mean so i definitely believe in second chances it's just be weary with them you know give them like a trial period like probation you know really guide them engage them and see if they've really changed and if they haven't then just kind of step away and give them more time to grow because and that's in places that's in um scenarios where you're talking about like family or People who are just like really close that you should have in your life. Now, if they just some nigga that cheated on you over and over again and don't really hold no value in your life, then just keep it moving. But we come across best friends and, and family members that have been there for us for so many years that, you know, really have a place in our lives forever that we should really think about giving them a second chance if they screw up. But of course, if they did something huge... <laughs> that should bring them in prison or some shit <laughs> like 
Nah, like I said, it's scenario based. Yeah, but that's what I got. <clears throat> if you had the opportunity to work with any artist, who would it be? See Breezy. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Muzz it on the beat, ho. What you talking about? Talk about See Breezy. My man Chris Brown. That's my guy. I fucks with See Breezy. That's my guy, man. That nigga's so talented. I'm talking about singing, dancing, acting, rapping. This nigga could do it all. And he stood the test of time. They try to, they try to put him down. They try to get him out. They tried everything in their power to cancel my guy. But you just cannot cancel raw fucking talent. You know what I'm saying? Like, that nigga, we watched him grow. I watched him grow. We were teenagers together. You know what I'm saying? I was in high school watching this nigga. And I fucked with him back then. And I fuck with that nigga now. See, Breezy, you heard? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> So this is the last question. It's a last. That's ten already. No, it's one oh, more. Oh, got you, got you. Go ahead. All right, it. all right. So you never seen this question? Oh, this is the one. Mm -hmm. This is your question. Yeah. Oh, you about to set me up? <laughs> Are you mature enough to be just friends with a person you once had feelings for? What the fuck is that? <laughs> um, I'm gonna say yes. I'm going to say yes. I am mature enough to be just friends with someone that I that I have feelings for because the love and the care is already there. But it's going to take some time. I can't do it right away. I can't go from, hey, we've been together for years to, hey, let's just be friends and it's going to be cool. Like, I'm going to need time to, to heal from that shit. But after I've healed and, you know, I've been able to move on and 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 reconnect with myself, then absolutely. I can definitely be friends with them. And um, I think we will have an amazing friendship because as long as we keep it there, because sometimes when you have feelings for somebody, vision, can, things can get blurred and you might cross those lines again. But if you have to be sure, like, look, I'm not gonna cross those lines. It's just this. And it has to be, that has to be the mentality of the two of you. If one of you are back on, on that shit where they trying to get it in and do all of that, it's not going to work. Y'all really have to be fucking friends and throw all of that shit in the past. Just love each other genuinely as friends. All of that, let's fuck on the side every once in a while. Or <laughs> let's do this. Let's do that. Like, that shit got to go out the window. But I think that I can. Yeah. Okay. That's all of the questions? That's all. Seriously? Yeah. Damn. So now I got a question for you. <laughs> you cool with that? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Let me think. I want this to be a good one now that I got your attention since you want to throw these questions at me. Uh, actually, I'll take it off of you. I'm not going to ask you no personal questions. I'm going to say so that my audience can get a better um, understanding of who I am personally. How would you describe me as a father? <laughs> um <clears throat> you could be real i think you're very chill you're very laid back you're not really on top of me as much yeah. unless i prove to you that you have to be on top of me yeah like you give kids your freedom i mean excuse me you yeah. give give kids their freedom yeah. whenever they prove to you that they owe it. Like, you you know, they earned it. Actually. Right, right, right. So, 
I think you're a cool dad. Like, you're very chill. Mm -hmm. Like, you could, I could learn a lot from you, which I have learned a lot from you. Mm. You're a really good role model. You still know people, like, wrong. That's what's up. Okay. And I still remember that punishment. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Still remember when I first got here. Yeah. And I transferred to that school. I got a bad grade. Yeah. You was chief dad. You weren't <laughs> dad dad. But just be clear. I never physically abused no, you. No, you never okay. abused me. Because some people take punishment as like, I punished you physically. Oh, no. no. You yeah. never, like, I never been hit in my life. All right, cool. <laughs> you never abused me, but you know how to like, <laughs> like you know how to if y'all can just wait. see her hand movements <laughs> yeah but i get it yeah. though so you're a good father you know that's good i feel you. like without you i wouldn't be where i am now like mm. i'm in love with school before back in new york yeah. i wasn't as educated right i had little to no vocabulary <laughs> everything I, was slang i was the same so. way man i i was i didn't even know how to say the difference between they, they're like they're, there and there they are like all that shit. Like yeah. I used to use all of this like shorthand writing. Like I look at the old Facebook post from like 2010, and I'm like, who the fuck let this idiot write on the internet? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, without good, you, man. I wouldn't be where I am today. I'm happy to hear that, man. I'm happy to hear that I've been a positive influence in your life, and that's all I want to do, man. I just want to break generational curses and give you the foundation to be all that you deserve to be <clears throat> you know what i'm saying and i'm just learning as i go like i don't know nothing about i didn't know anything about being a father and then i just know that i'm trying to make human beings and i'm trying to make good human beings productive human beings and give y'all the opportunity to be everything that y'all want to be like Another thing is, like, how do you feel about me being your dad? Like, you're 18 years old. You're a fucking young lady. You're a young woman. You know what I'm saying? I'm fucking 36 years old. I'm like an old man in your eyes. <laughs> but when you still see me out here, like, on, like, still doing music, I'm on social media, I'm, I got the pod, I got these things going on. Like, do you ever look and be like, yo, what the fuck dad's doing? Like, no. Nah. For real? I'd be proud of you. For real? Yeah, because for a long time, you always talked about it, but it was never... Mm -hmm. You never really pursued it. Right. It was just you talking about it and having this, like, huge fantasy of what you really wanted to do. Right. But then now seeing you do it and now seeing you really, like, accomplishing your goals, yeah. seeing how much fans you have. Yeah. I'd be proud of you. Like, even just going to Walmart, see how, how many people, like, stop yeah. and stare at you. Like, they, yeah. like, how you easily grab people's attention. That's crazy. Like, it's intriguing to me. So. <laughs> That's what's up, man. Well, thank you so much for being a part of my podcast. I really appreciate it. I love you, baby girl. <laughs> love you, too. And uh, if y'all don't think I love this show and I'm trying to really drive this show to the next level, this should prove it. I'm bringing my life into this podcast. I brought my, my beautiful daughter that I love so much. I'm glad that she was able to ask me these questions and make this more personal. And, but, um, yeah, I really thank everybody for tuning in. As usual, I wish you much health and wealth. Don't forget to follow me on all these platforms if you don't already. At Ray Sosa, Ray with the E Sosa with a five. At the pod, T-H-E dot P-A-W-D. 
And if you have any business inquiries and all that, you can hit me up at the part with Ray Sosa at gmail.com. Till next time, peace.